Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Monday, June 6th. U.S. equities closed higher to begin the week as the markets tried to regain their footing following last week's losses. The markets endured a choppy session as solid early gains faded away as the day wore on and saw the Dow close near the flat line. Recently, volatility has shown little signs of abatement and appears likely to remain in place with inflation data hitting the tape later this week as the persistent rise in prices has prompted the Fed to become aggressive in its tightening campaign, which in turn has fostered uneasiness about a slowdown in the economy and possible recession. Meanwhile, markets continue to grapple with ongoing global concerns, including the war in Ukraine, as well as the ultimate impact of the COVID-induced lockdowns in China, even with more restrictions being lifted in the Asian nation. Treasuries were lower amid a dormant economic calendar as yields on the longer end of the curve rose. The U.S. dollar was higher, while gold prices and crude oil prices wavered. Europe closed broadly higher as markets in the U.K. returned to trading after last week's holidays, while Asia finished mixed as markets in China and Hong Kong rallied. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 16 points, or 0.1%, to 32,916. The S&P 500 Index gained 13 points, or 0.3%, to 4,121. And the NASDAQ Composite increased 49 points, or 0.4%, to 12,061. In moderate volume, 4.3 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 4.6 billion shares changed hands on the NASDAQ. WTI crude oil moved 37 cents lower to $118.50 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price decreased $6.50 to $1,843.70 per ounce. And the dollar index gained 0.3% to 102.40. In equity news on Monday... In M&A news, JetBlue Airways, ticker symbol JBLU, has improved its offer to acquire Spirit Airlines, ticker symbol SAVE, by increasing its breakup fee for the deal to $350 million and pay part of that as a dividend if the deal is completed. The sweetened offer brings the value of the proposal to $31.50 per share for Spirit Airlines and comes just days before a shareholder vote on a pending buyout agreement with Frontier Group Holdings, ticker symbol ULCC. Shares of all three companies were higher. The S&P 500 faltered last week after snapping a streak of seven straight weekly declines that have come as investors continue to grapple with the ultimate implications of persisting inflation pressures and expectations of an aggressive Fed monetary policy tightening campaign. Schwab's chief investment strategist, Lizanne Saunders, notes in her latest mid-year outlook, U.S. stocks and economy, how sharp counter-trend rallies may continue this year, but aggressive Fed policy, the turning of the liquidity tide, and slower economic growth will likely keep pressure on stocks. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. You can read all of our market commentary, including our article, Stock Market Volatility, Schwab's Quick Take, on our Insights and Education page, and you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research. In economic news on Monday, 
Treasuries are lower, with yields having been choppy as of late, as markets anticipate tighter Fed monetary policy amid the backdrop of persistent inflation and signs of slowing economic growth. As the Fed launches a series of rate hikes to try to cool off inflation, check out Schwab's chief fixed income strategist Kathy Jones's 2022 mid-year outlook fixed income, in which she discusses how returns should be better for fixed income investors in the second half of 2022 now that interest rates have reset higher. However, we still expect volatility to remain high as central banks shift away from easy money policies. Be sure to follow Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Jones. Amid this backdrop, also check out the latest offering from Schwab's Director of Fixed Income, Colin Martin, and Director of Fixed Income Strategy, Cooper Howard, titled Eight Questions on the Bond Market and Rate Hikes. The yield on the two-year Treasury note was up two basis points to 2.71%, while the yields on the 10-year note and the 30-year bond gained eight basis points to 3.04% and 3.19%, respectively. Tomorrow's economic agenda will pick up with the April trade balance report, estimated to show the deficit shrank to $89.5 billion from the $109.8 billion deficit posted in March. In addition, we will receive the Consumer Credit Report in the final hour of trading, expected to have increased to $35 billion during April, a decrease from March's advance of $52.4 billion. In international news on Monday, European equities saw widespread gains as markets in the UK returned to action from last week's holidays. The markets continued to face a number of headwinds, exacerbated by the European Union's decision to ban most Russian oil by the end of the year as a result of the ongoing war in Ukraine. Inflation concerns have prompted tighter monetary policies out of the Fed and the Bank of England, while boosting expectations that the European Central Bank will raise rates later this year. This, along with signs of slowing economic growth, has increased worries about a possible looming recession. Schwab's chief global investment strategist, Jeffrey Kleintop, offers his latest commentary, The Three Bears, discussing how stocks, bonds, and cash are all in a bear market or teetering on the edge of one, a very rare event. He points out how over the past 72 years, there have been only two prior periods with a triple bear. Jeff adds that a bull market is likely to return as it typically has, but the timing is in question. He notes how every period is different and there can be no guarantees, but it is worth noting that the prior periods featuring any of these three bears were often very brief. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. Like the U.S., the European economic calendar was dormant today, while investors look ahead this week to key reads on inflation in the region and out of the U.S., the British pound was higher versus the U.S. dollar, while the euro was lower versus the greenback. Bond yields across Europe and the U.K. were mostly higher. Markets in Switzerland were closed for a holiday. The U.K. FTSE 100 index and France's CAC 40 index gained 1%. Germany's DAX index and Spain's IBEX 35 index rose 1.3%. And Italy's FTSE MIB index rallied 1.7%. Stocks in Asia were mixed, with markets in China and Hong Kong leading to the upside amid a surge in tech issues. 
The Wall Street Journal reported that Chinese regulators are nearing completion of probes into ride-hailing firm Didi Global, ticker symbol DIDI, and two other U.S.-listed tech firms. Persistent inflation remains a concern, as well as the resulting monetary policy action that is seeing many developed countries raise rates. However, China is moving in the opposite direction and shifting toward more stimulus as COVID lockdowns have hampered activity. COVID infections in China have fallen for the first time since March, allowing some easing in restrictions, with Beijing now beginning to loosen restraints after recording seven days without new infections. Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop discusses in his article, A Recession in China, how China's economy and consumer market has likely slipped into a recession, at least by China's standards. Jeff takes a look at the short-term and long-term impacts of any extended disruption of the lockdowns on consumer spending and business output. In economic news, the cakes and services PMI for China rose off the 26-month low of 36.2 posted last month to a reading of 41.4, but missing forecasts for a rise to 46.0 and still well entrenched in contraction territory denoted by a reading below 50. Japan's Nikkei 225 index rose 0.3% with the yen strengthening some versus the U.S. dollar. China's Shanghai Composite Index advanced 1.3% and the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index rallied 2.7%. Australia's S&P ASX 200 Index fell 0.5%, South Korea's Kospi Index traded 0.4% to the upside, and India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 Index was down 0.2%. Tomorrow's international economic calendar will feature the leading index from Japan, Australian rate information, manufacturing and construction figures from Germany, and services numbers out of the UK.